everyone it is dave and jeff it is august 24th 2020 kobe bryant day as i say it's uh 8 incredible happy birthday to my brother yep i saw happy that birthday to vince mcmahon Yep. I saw like five other guys there today. Are, you'll were find out. Good. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you'll find out <laughs> That's today. That's funny. Also, I changed the game today, okay? okay, at the end of the game. So if you if you listen to the show and you know we always play stay or goes, this is five random questions to Jeff. Oh, I like yeah, that. So you have no idea what's coming. And so uh, it's worth staying around for, I think. You tell uh, me what you think. We'll do it if you like it. We'll probably bring it back. Uh, Dave, I think you would agree that... Over the time that we've been doing this, we've been very, very lucky to meet so many really cool people. From a personal level, I don't know how many have made an impact on me at the level that Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project has. Uh, Just an incredible guy who continues to do so much for the city of San Diego. As you can imagine, the Alpha Project is impacted by COVID-19, and they are asking for your help. But I think... When I tell you what the Alpha Project is looking for, I think a lot of us can help. It's not just a cash donation. They're actually looking for things for their residents. And here's just a couple of things. I'm not going to go through the entire list, but here are some of the things that they're currently looking for uh, downtown at the Alpha Project. And if you have any of these and can assist, I'll let you know how you can participate. Dish soap and sponges, uh, pots and pans, Pot holders, oven mitts, dish towels, food storage containers, various sizes of Ziploc bags, a can opener, cutting board, plates and bowls, vegetable peeler, coffee maker, strainer, paper towels, garbage bags, ice trays uh, for the bathrooms, for the residents, hand and bath towels, washcloths, shower curtain, bath mats, toilet plunger, toilet paper for the bedroom, blankets, pillow sheets, pillowcases, alarm clock. And then finally, uh, cleaning supplies, laundry soap, dryer sheets, laundry basket, cleaning sponge, just basic household things uh, that they could use. And I reached out to Bob today. I said, hey, Bob, you know your family to me and I will, uh, family to Dave, and we're going to put the word out. If you can participate and you can help them out, call MJ down at the Alpha Project. The phone number is 619-542-542. 1877 again 619-542-1877 her email uh, mj's email is mj at alpha project.org uh, do, do you know the location yeah they're right downtown uh, i know but do you know the location uh, let me see i should have it right here uh alpha project yeah they are god damn i'm so blind Hang on. Let me see what this says. I can tell you right here. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting worse and worse. 3737 Fifth Avenue, Suite 203. Okay. So, again, think of my main man, uh, Rodney Harrison. Greatest yeah. guy to ever wear 37 for the Chargers. Absolutely. <laughs> Hank's going to be like, you son of a bitch. He says that all the time. Uh, where, think yeah. of Hank and Rodney. 3737 Fifth Avenue, Suite 203. All your gifts are tax deductible. Uh, nobody better than, but I mean, again, you, if you're going down there and you're like, hey, Bob, I dropped off five rolls of paper towels. I'm going to need a receipt. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you will for the eight dollars. Shit. Paper towels have gotten so expensive. Maybe you do uh, grab a receipt. But again, 3737 Fifth Avenue, Suite 203, or uh, you can give MJ a call. And like I said, it's just the basics, stuff that you have around the house, everything from dish soap and sponges all the way down Call MJ, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you, 619-542-1877. Uh, 
or MJ at alphaproject.org. Dave, I appreciate you letting me do that. Of course. Have you, uh, have you seen that Wendy's commercial with Reggie Miller? Uh, Where no. Reggie Miller has moved into Wendy's? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and yes. the employee uh, is there cleaning up, and he says, did I ever tell you how I scored nine points in eight seconds? You tell me every day, Reggie. <laughs> That's Hank. You ever tell oh. you 1978 had 51 special teams tackles? You tell us every day. Every day. Did you ever tell us how Coach Sell? Dude, I oh swear. Oh my to gosh. God. Hank Hank had the funniest story about Monday night football. I swear I think they were playing the Browns. And God, it's so damn funny the way Hank tells this story is that Fouts threw a pass, and Hank turned left and should have turned right. Something went wrong. I can't remember. It's been a long time. And Fouts just screams at Hank, screams at him, calls him all kinds of names. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's the next play or the play after, but Hank's number gets called again. Yeah. He goes, God damn, Fouts just rifled it right at my head from about four yards away. He goes, I make the catch. Fouts is still pissed, but he said he had the clip of Howard Cosell going crazy. But it was just so funny, man, hearing it. Dude, he – just one quick thing on Hank. It was cool because the other day he celebrated what would have been his uh, 45th anniversary in the National Football League. And, Dave, when I got here, he and Ted were so much fun on Channel 8. Like, he was – you weren't here at that time, but Hank no. was – um. Dude, he was, like, legitimately a fan favorite in this town. Oh, I believe I, it. I mean, as an underdog, and and I said to him all the time, I'm like, you know, you probably should have been a Raider. <laughs> you probably, And he's like, ah, ah it would have been fun. You yeah, know, of course. But, dude, and just. There's always those guys on teams that you remember. Dude, I mean, and yeah. we, we, I mean, we know. We've had our underdogs here in San Diego. We've had the. People still talk about Eric Owens because he got dirty. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, we've always had those underdog guys that you root for. Not the the star players are never going to make an all star team, but those those guys that you remember that they're our guys. Where yeah. if you were to say Hank Bauer in any other state, they're thinking the baseball player, right? You know, but but like to be here to get to know him, to become friends with him, like I've been with him for twenty five years, dude. It's funny, like certain guys. Uh, and I, I've been lucky enough to tell him this. Certain guys you have a better appreciation for the more time goes on. Like, that was a really, really special time for me, working with Hank and working with Kevin, because you just felt like every night you were getting fired. And those guys, dude, they were great to me, man. They they were days, though, I'm sure all three of us wanted to kill the other one. Yeah, of course. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you find out, like, that it, it's just the three of yeah. you in, in there. And I, and I I love those guys, man. They're They're... Kernan is a complete pain in the ass because every day he tells you everything that, and you're like, what? Well, I wrote in that column, uh, if you read my column from 2014, I told you Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. is going to come up. He's going to be acrobatically defensively. He's probably going to be one of the first guys to 30. And you're like, what? Yeah, Where? He, yeah. He wrote it. If you, if you watch the, if you read the article when he had his dad hit the two grand slams against the Dodgers in one inning. I told you the day underneath, before. Underneath it was written that he's going to have a son. That's going to go ahead and become the biggest star in baseball in 24 years. Now, As this fucking guy. Oh, I, we saw the future. I don't, <laughs> it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? But, but I would give him, we would laugh every night because I would give him notes on the show. Yeah. Which is crazy because you and I never had a producer that did that. Mainly, I mean, the biggest underachiever was Horton. <laughs> 
I would give these guys so many notes and bullet points and everything while Horton was sitting in there working on his, his demo resume. Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Horton made it perfectly clear that when we replaced Hank and Kevin or Hank, yeah. that hey, I'm done with producing. Yeah, no, you know? no, why I mean, do he, the job you're being paid to do? Yeah, he was like, like who fuck are we this. To ask, yeah. yeah, who are we to ask you to do what you're yeah. being paid to do? And then we won him over. He started to have a really good time, I think. Yeah, I think by that time we were sick of him. <laughs> I remember when he finally quit. I was like, dude, you're just getting the hang of it. Like, he knew when to play the sound effects and everything. <laughs> you and just get the hang of it. I was like, dude, you, you got, you're reading the show. You're playing the sound effects. You're making us laugh all the way through. Damn, it's so fucking funny. But speaking of uh, sound effects, I want to go back to what you said. And by the way, I know everyone's waiting for us to talk Padres. We're going to talk plenty of Padres. Yeah. Um, they played a uh, clip on Stern today about golf. Do we listen to Stern? No, I didn't okay. hear him. And I meant and, to have it on on the and, way down. And, and I tried to put it in the, in the system here, but I couldn't fucking do it. But it was a clip of a guy playing golf a year ago, okay? And okay. He, everyone's going to know, hey, dude, I, I remember this. And the golfer hits it, and as soon as he hits the ball, some guy right behind him and the, and the fan, get in the water. Oh. And the, and he turns <laughs> right there on TV. And he, he goes, hey, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Clear as day right on TV. Dude. It's so great. And then he had to apologize on the next hole for saying it. But, it, dude, it was like, dude, this is big time money here. You know, to have some asshole right behind you saying, get, get in the water. Get in the water. And he just says, hey, you get the fuck out of here. Whoa. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with what he said. To me, as far as I would say the same thing, back, fuck off. You know? Yeah, I'll throw you in the yeah. water. <laughs> you asshole. But, dude, it was one of those, you hear it on the radio, and you start laughing. And I, dude, it, cra- really it fucking cracked me up, because that's exactly what you and I would have done. No, we don't say anything. No, we just but, go down there and No, I'm quiet. saying if somebody oh, said yeah, it yeah, to, yeah. to us, we would have said, fuck off in oh, a second. Yeah. We just wrap that eight iron around his neck like a tie. <laughs> no, we would never say we never heckle a guy who's a professional like that. Hell, um, but but here's the deal: you brought up you brought up Hank, you brought up Kevin, and mm-hmm. then I was watching people jump Canapa yesterday. Did you see Canapa get jumped on Twitter? No, why? And because Canapa was saying, "What the hell are you doing? You're paying a guy all that money, and you're asking him to bunt, talking about Machado." Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, And people yeah. just went, oh, man, this. I thought and- maybe because he stole Mayberry by the sea and made it his own. I thought maybe people would give him shit for that. Oh, there's another guy. one that's going around right now, a guy in good, in good uh, grace right now with San Diego that all of a sudden people are saying he's a stealer. Um, I'll tell you that one in one second. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you, you mentioned guys like Kevin, who was, at the time, Kevin was a great writer here for, oh, for the Union Tribune. yeah. He was outstanding. And he mentioned Ted, and he mentioned Hank. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago because it's part of our career, and we, re- we right. remember it, and we're grateful years. for those guys for embracing us. But it is so strange the way media has gone, right? Yeah. How it is, the newspaper basically isn't relevant anymore. You know, people don't get the newspaper anymore. Walk around your block and see how many newspapers you see in front of someone's house. I got, I'm going to interrupt you though. Yeah. I didn't get it for a long time and I brought it back, um, a month ago, probably right at the start of baseball. Yeah. Now I used to get the union tribune in the LA times right now. I only get the union tribune. Um, I literally only read the sports page. Yeah. Dave, I got to tell you, man, just because, uh, and look, I'm on, I'm, on my phone, not as much because it's been a little crazy since March, but um, but I've loved it. Like I've loved having the sports page because I don't see Sports Center, I don't get to see baseball tonight. I bought the baseball package, wasted sixty bucks because I never fucking see a game. Oh, that's a shame. And uh, 
Like, I was excited to watch all these games, right? NHL, everything going on. But I have, look, I, I would tell you, and it's because he's our friend and everything else, um, I, think the, I think the UT is really good right now. I think Bryce has been outstanding. I do read everything Bryce puts out. I do get the Union Tribune online. I do get. Okay, I, well, there I, you go. I, yeah. I get the UT. I get the LA Times, and, and I get the Athletic now. And I Oh, nice. And, Good job. But, but when I, and I walk five miles every day, I will see one newspaper a week. That's Probably, it. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody gets the newspaper delivered to their house anymore. I'm, I'm still that guy. I still get it. And, uh, you get the hard copy? Yeah, I get it every day. And I'm really glad I do because I think AC and Jeff Sanders have done a really nice job on that beat. I think Bryce is dynamite, man. I really do. I think he has settled into that role. I think he gets this city. I, I think he understands it. And uh, and he's been great. But I, where I really, why I encourage people, and I've never done this, why I encourage people to keep an eye on the Union Tribune is I think their coverage, in my opinion, of what's going on at the Midway District has been very solid and been very fair. Uh, I read the reader every now and then. A guy named Matt Potter writes an article the other day talking about how the Union Tribune, alluding to Kraz and Bryce's column, really didn't make mention of John Moore's involvement. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw John's name involved. Uh, talked about Eric Judson, and, and this is fucking Matt Potter. He's written for a long time. And kind of claimed in the column that the Union Tribune was shady and... and not talking about Eric's connection to JMI. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? What article did you read? Because the hard... Now, look, maybe you read it online and there was a different version. That has happened. But the, the version I read in the paper was very well done by Kraz. Bryce did a great follow-up. And, uh, and I thought they were fair. I thought they were fair in, in the coverage of it. I thought it's been great. I think... Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, i got to take my son on the trolley. This is what we do now. We're taking the trolley from uh, La Mesa to Mission Valley because my son wants the overhead view of the stadium construction. He's super excited. He is excited about it. He said to his mom, can I just go ride the trolley tomorrow because I just want to see the construction going on. I can't get into the construction site. So his fucking mom calls me and goes, what do you think? I go, what do you think? It's COVID. You ever seen the freaks on the trolley? I go, no. I said, tell him we'll do two laps at six. I go, God damn. I know you want him out of the house. I go, Jesus Christ, why don't you send him down to the bus depot and get him a job at the lunch counter? <laughs> Is this the same kid that wanted to climb up the ladder to work with the direct yep. TV guy? Yeah, that's him. Wants to see how things get done. But um, but I, I just, Dave, I'm sorry. I interrupted what you were no saying. No problem. But I. My point is that media is changing. And, 100%. And, and even when you look at. Um, for me, because right now I, I love watching what the Padres are doing. I do watch a ton of games. I mean, I, sure. I, I sit there and I try and watch, honestly, about four games a day. I watch two two earlier ones and then what I'll try the and watch. What are the earliest games that are on? Like, what time are they throwing well, first well, pitch? Well, like, like today there was the – who did I watch today? Um, I got to start seeing the Cubs. Yeah. Like, they're on fire. The, well, the, the White Sox were the team to watch while they were playing the Cubs were knocking the shit out of the ball, which was nice. just incredible. The White Sox hit 27 home runs last week. Their opponents only hit two. It was a major God league record. Damn, dude. 27 fucking home runs. So as strong as the Padres were, the yeah. Padres hit 18. The wow. White Sox which hit is 27. Crazy. 27. Yeah. Against and, the Cubs? And, and they, yeah, Abreu fucking was just on fire, dude. No shit. Yeah, and it was really fun to watch. And so I'm trying to remember what I was. I was watching uh, the Rays and Blue Jays this morning. 
Okay. And then oh, it fun. just and then it continues to roll around. And the Rays to me are one of the better teams, and the Blue Jays have all those that young talent that we talk about. Yeah. But anyway, for from here's the craziest thing about that game, and unless you watched it, you heard what I heard. The announcers, because there are no fans in there, and hell, there are no fans in there anyway for a Rays game. Right. They're like, are they playing? sound through the speakers what the hell's that noise and then they show i didn't even realize they had windows down the left field line dude the storm outside was so loud of the rain no hitting kidding. the goddamn roof that you could hear it coming through the microphones fuck. and the players are all looking around too like what the fuck's happening it was just a major gutting like hurricane Whoa. right outside as as they're playing that game but anyway I, i'm i'm loving watching baseball it's better that yeah. the padres are playing great. great and uh for me watching what goes on on twitter and I tell you, there's so many guys that we follow on Twitter, and it's a national story that the Padres Twitter fans are insane. That everybody thinks yeah, the biggest Astros winners. are all mad. The Rangers are pissed. You right. know, everybody's pissed. At, you know, we all know how it goes, and it kind of makes me laugh. But the guy who cracks me up is Woods. And if uh. you, <laughs> Woods, Woods can write nothing, dude, on Twitter. Okay, like he'll just go wow, or he'll put like a crying face. Yeah. 400 likes. No, but that's he, Mud. I go, he Mud's that guy. Woods is that guy, though. Yeah. Fo- follow Woods. Woods says nothing. He, I mean, he never gives you jack shit. There's nothing to go, man, that's profound. I never saw it that way. Yeah. But he's he's the guy telling you to drink the fucking Kool-Aid. He's he's the king of- He's pot- all in, though. But he, he's been all in. Yeah, but, he's been all in since 1090. I'll give Steve that. I'm going to show you after the show. I think Woods is playing both sides of the fence. I think you Woods think has a so? secret account. He does the same thing for the Yankees. I think I found him. I think he's running both teams. Is that, that right? The dirty devil. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's always been open about loving the Yankees, so it's not like he's doing it. I'd be much more excited if he was doing it for Tampa, but he's he's and he's pretty open about his love for the Yankees. He's on not his on, own not, yeah, not on there. He, but he'll say he'll say straight out, "Hey, I used to be a Yankee fan." He didn't say he's not a Yankee fan, but he has, right. he has the two teams, which I respect. Right. But it, man, it cracks me up. I go, this this fucking guy has the city has embraced him. He's embraced the people that do it. But he never says anything profound. But holy shit, dude, it cracks me up. Now when he puts Bo on there, it's yeah. it's a home run. I'm the first guy to like it. I okay. like anything with kids. So I have a question yeah. for you regarding Woods. So Hannah today on Twitter put out the best picture of Bo. He's the cutest kid, and he's got. His little ACDC shirt, his Velcro shoes, and she said, look who's ready for day one of preschool training. Yeah. And you look at that, right? It's a Monday. We're all coming in off the weekend. And we go, uh, I, I mean, I would think we all did. Yeah. We're like, that's great. That's really great. Except for one person who was like a science, like at science something I on saw Twitter. It. I saw it. And they're like, are you fucking crazy during COVID trying to kill your kid? And I send it to Woods, and I'm like, that's why Twitter sucks. And he laughed and laughed and laughed. He thought it was great. Wouldn't you want to throttle that yeah. guy? Anytime you go after kids or a parent is insane. It's just insane. And especially like for me, like our kids, right? But yes. My kids are now 12. They're the youngest in, in ours between Josh, Jake, Toph. Yeah. Right? So now Bo's the little guy in the group. Like, I feel like we all look out for Bo. And I was like, oh, we're going to beat the f- shit out of this guy. <laughs> but Steve shrugged it off. And then I didn't. I meant to come back to see if Hannah had reacted or said anything. No, she's smart. I, dude, I'll give, you, I'll give you a perfect example of somebody who's. I'm just uh, waiting for Bo to go to school and the first fuck off. 
Oh, that, that's coming. That's what Probably I'm waiting came for. Today. That's what I'm waiting for. Hey, Bo, can you tell us about your your house? Do you have any pets? Eat fuck, shit. Fuck off. <laughs> well, Bo, I hope you enjoyed your time here. And you're when, gonna, when Woods is homeschooling? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you're going to love the Army-Navy Academy. Oh, my God. God dang it. I hadn't thought about it's that. Get a haircut all of a sudden. He's at the Army-Navy Academy. No yeah. more ACDC t- t-shirts. Nope. It's Holy like taps. shit. Like Timothy Hutton in Taps. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Sean Penn. Yeah. Eat shit. Let's Eat. talk about Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> Let's talk about Uncle Robbie Erlin. Uh, God dang, Dave. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, now I'm all nervous. Um, Mark Grant did something on Twitter yeah. that I thought was great. And Mud, Mud sent a thing, and he said, uh, "Hey, if you have baseball cards and you want them signed, uh, send them off. I've got a PO box, and you gotta understand. Like this is the crazy thing, right? I met Mud. Like I met everybody in '95. Yeah. Uh, Ted in '95, Hank in '95, Mud, all these guys. So my point of reference for everybody in my phone is I've literally known them 25 years. You and I might have met in '95. Yeah. Yeah." Mud was pitching in Iowa. I was working with Chuck Fritch. Mud had been at KFMB before I got there doing shows, but we were booking him as a guest. He was with the Des Moines Cubs trying to make a comeback, and I just had the best time putting him on. It's a lot like Woods, where I was so nice to him, and he was nice back, and now everything's like, fuck off. <laughs> and uh, But I forget. Like yesterday, I almost texted him because Tatis makes that incredible play and he's yelling and his mic's off because he's a moron. Like, I go, God, turn your mic on. Watch your levels, Mark. Watch your levels. So, uh, but you forget, like, the impact Mud has not only locally, yeah, but as predicted on the Dave and Jeff show years ago. When we had found out the Padres were hiring Orsillo and we were suffering through the Dick Anberg era, I said on this show, Padre baseball is going to be amazing because Mud and Orsillo were made for each other and we're seeing it. And they're great. And Dave, I think people around the country watch uh, Mud and Don, especially on the night games, now going at 6 o'clock, the way we used to watch... TBS. Yeah. And I, I loved watching Skip Carey and Pete Van Weren and all those guys. So Mud and Don, because of MLB TV and just how good both of those guys are, it's gone really big. So when Mud does that, I look at that and go, man, if I'm a fan of this team and I got kids, like, he's going to be signing a shitload of cards. He's yeah. going to be getting cards. About five years ago... I thought he put his home address out at first. I had to look at it twice. Right? To Ka- realize? Casa sent it to me. He goes, oh, my God. And I go, dude, I thought he sent his home address. He goes, me too. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. But like five years ago, I think it was for a birthday or something, Mud had signed a bunch of cards, and I think he had signed it for Jack and Cade. They were like five or six. And in the middle of a card, he sent me, um, it said, to Jeff F., he may have actually spelt it out yeah. with a heart, like, colored in. So it basically said, to Jeff, fuck, with, like, the heart. And he signed it. And he gave it to me. 
It's the funniest goddamn card, and it's from one of my closest friends. I love it. Somebody posted that image on social media yesterday and was like, well, you better be careful and make sure he likes you. You could get a card like that. And it really bothered me. It bothered- How did they get a picture of it? I, that's why I said to yeah. Mud, I don't know if one of us at the time did it goofing around like Mud sent it to me like, hey, man, happy birthday, or I got it on that day and go, this guy's insane. But whoever did it, the guy only had like a handful of followers, but it really bothered Mud and it bothered me. That's, that's one of my closest friends yes. doing something for me, and all of a sudden this fucking dickhead is going to jump in and try to make it like the card went to him. And uh, and it just sucks. Yeah. Like, there you go. Mud's trying to do something cool. Yeah. And there's always some miserable bastard yeah. that's got to try to screw it all up. And it just it sucked. So if that card gets around, and I don't think it does, just do me a favor. Because Mud's legitimately upset by it. Yeah. That was done for me as a gift. And I've, it's one of my favorite things in the world. And I would never have done it to upset Mud or, or for any reason. But if you got, it's kind of like Sam Weish. If you see it, call that guy out or delete it or let me know or let Mud know. Because, yeah, that could... We don't, dude, we just live in a society for a lot of different reasons where people are on edge. Yes. I mean, what happened in Wisconsin and what's going on in Warsaw, Wisconsin is unbelievable. And... There's just no margin of error, and just like I said, if you do me a favor, do Mud a favor. If anybody sees it, just don't let that shit get very far, because it's a joke between two close friends, yeah. and uh, and it upset both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the deal. I mean, people should be able to figure it out. You and I have very thick skin. You know, we right. take we take a lot of stuff, and we say a lot of things here that Mud would never say. He doesn't talk right. like we talk, and he doesn't behave that way. Mud has a clean image. He does. And, and and that's the image that you need in Major League Baseball to work in Major League Baseball. And he earned it. And, and, and uh, yeah, not only has he earned it, he is legitimately the, the best guy you're going to ever meet. 100%. You're lucky to have him in your city. He's great to every single person. He gives, uh, he's very generous with his time, with kids, everything else. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, you want to help him cl- keep his image clean because he needs it. And that, it's yeah. part of the job. Our job, it's not, we're, we, hell, we say fuck all the time. We judge porn stars on the show. Well, and, and again, it wasn't put anywhere. And it was done for me. Yeah. Just, and it, it may have been for F you of the day. Mud, that's what Mud said to me yesterday. He goes, dude, I think that was for F you of the day. It was eight, nine years ago. And it's just, like I said, if, if Dave gives me something, Stevie Woods, Mike, Mud, they're just certain guys who are like, dude, that's off limits. Yes. To jump in and try to, you know, do that for negative reasons. Uh, it just, uh, it bothered me. And, and so, yeah, if you see it out there, just kind of make me aware of it or make mud aware of it, because uh, quite honestly, I said to mud, I, I wouldn't do that. And mud yeah. knows that. So I don't know if we just laughed about it at the moment, but, um, yeah, goddamn guy doesn't want me to post pictures of him in an evil Knievel t-shirt, but somehow the card <laughs> that he wrote to me going, fuck you, gets out. All right. So here, here's the deal. Don Orsillo, again, one of the best guys going, and I give all the credit to Jeff. As Jeff said, we talked about it on the show. Well, we talked about it because you brought it up. A year before Don was hired, you called it out. Said there's a rumor that Don Orsillo's coming here. Yeah. You guys are going to love him. And then we right. had Don on in studio. Right. 
and that and then sure enough everybody loves him and if you follow don on twitter and if you just look at it just look at his timeline don never responds to anything but he's 50 50 every day there's so many messages that come in still from people from boston all that the say time. how much they miss him and all that the nesn made it made a huge mistake and uh, going on and on, how great he is. And and when I went back to Boston in 2018 and the people around me heard us from San Diego, everybody's asking me about Don Marcillo. Right. They love him, okay? Big mistake the Red Sox made. Um, Don's, Don's the best and has done very, very well with Mark Grant because Mark, Mark will never say anything bad about Dick Enberg, but as a listener of the broadcast, oh, it was a bad match. Terrible. It was a bad match. So for Mud to show how great he was with Vasquez and to now all of a right. sudden find another dream uh, person to work with in Orsillo, it's been great, and they've won a bunch of awards doing it. So Don last week comes out with the Slam Diego. Yeah. Now all of a sudden people are pissed. Say Don stole the line. Said other people are claiming credit for Slam Diego, and it's the first time I've seen anything negative of people starting to attack Don for saying, come up with an original thought, you thief. <laughs> you thief. And I was like, poor Don doesn't do anything to upset anybody. And all of a sudden, he's getting killed for plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> plagiarism. <laughs> oh, no. Horrible. Is he going to lose his broadcast oh, my license? Gosh. He has a his ham operator yeah. license? Got news for you. Don's not looking at your guy's Twitter to fucking steal any lines. It just yeah. came out. He's on a boat. Yeah. He just caught a big fish. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you why. Why I knew Orsillo was going to be great. Why? Why I knew it was because I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I would watch those games because he and Jerry Remy were so goddamn funny. They're great every night. Every night they were so goddamn funny. They were great. But guess what? When it was a big play, Don's as good as anybody in Major League Baseball. And you go, dude, to get a guy who's so genuinely humble, likable, cool, funny, pokes fun at himself, but kills Mud, right? When yep. he takes the pointer to Mud's boiler and killing him and Mud kills him. Dude, when Mud outed him in Cincinnati for the dinner that he had, Don had this like insane <laughs> menu, like... There'd been a rain delay, and they busted him with pork chops and sandwiches and hot dogs. God damn, poor Don just, he was frozen. Yeah. They completely trapped him. But I swear, when you hear those calls this week from Tatis yes. to Myers to Hosmer to Machado to Cronenworth to the defensive play yesterday, Fox Sports San Diego didn't even have a camera on it. Cam- they blew it. I was so disappointed they blew that call. It, they because, blew it. but Don uh, and Mud didn't. Blow no, it. they didn't. The, and if you watch MLB Network, they kept playing it over and over, and they kept using Mud screaming, "You aren't supposed to be able to do that," you know. Right. But it was such a great play that if you're Tatis, it might go down to maybe top five play in his entire career. And the cameraman blew it. You don't did, know where he came from. That's the that's the big story. How far did he go out to make well, that they, incredible catch? By the afternoon, as the game went on, and he got into the eighth or the ninth. They finally, kudos to the guys in the booth, they found the shot that shows you that he was at the edge of the dirt on just on the just barely on the grass. Dave, it is a dead sprint, like yeah. a gunner on special that was teams. Incredible. And he runs and makes them. But that's the thing, man, where all of us have watched a lot of bad baseball and you need something to get through. I mean, Don and Mud won 
they're always one, two, three. It always goes between them, Kuiper and Kruko, who are fantastic in San Francisco and have been doing it for, geez, 25 years. Yeah. And then the other group that wins, and I hadn't really paid attention to them, but I get it. They're pretty goddamn good. Gary Cohen, Ron Darling, and Keith Hernandez in New York. Man, that is a really good group. And so, look, Mud and Don won it a year ago. Rightfully so. But forever now, they're in that top three. They're always yep. in the top three. I don't know if Mike Kruko, Mike Kruko's been battling some illnesses. But at, at that point, then I think John Miller comes over, and it's John Miller and, and Kuiper pretty fucking good. Yeah. Or Dave Fleming. I think there are a lot of really good ones. I mean, I listen, as I said, all the On time. On TV? There are a lot of good ones. To be honest, I think the worst is the Yankees. I think the Yankees broadcast stinks. Yeah, I'm not a Michael K fan. No. Dude, those guys in Chicago, uh, is it Jason Benetti and Steve Stone? Yeah. So good. Yes. Len Casper and Jim yeah. Deshaies doing Cubs. Yep. So good. Uh, uh, ben Higgins and Chris Welsh in Cincinnati, they're going to be great. <laughs> Craig Elston. Um, no, you're right. There are a bunch There's of, a lot good, of ones. good ones. And I, I, I like Joe Davis a lot. Who Joe Davis is very Vince good. Scully is, is crazy tough, but he always comes up with these stories. It's where Joe Davis is 80 and not 30. I mean, it's insane. Do you watch the Diamondbacks to just see like if every night you want to punch one of those yes. guys? Yeah, that's a good the one. The Diamondbacks and the Astros are the two yeah. teams right now where you're like, boy, I wouldn't mind just yeah. punching these guys. <laughs> hey, do you have a major problem with, with Zach Greinke yesterday? Which part? Sitting on the field? Yeah. Yes, it's one of my rules when I coach is I, I always tell the kids, I don't care what's going on in the game. You never sit on a baseball field. You yeah. Ne it never, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big thing. I it's talked about weird, it almost right? day one. Because I would say I got kids sitting on the bench that won't sit on the baseball field. You want to sit down, the bench is over there. Do not, yeah. do, don't, do not disrespect the game and sit on the field. I don't care if it's I a like pitch that. and change. Don't sit on the bases. Don't sit on the field. Don't take a knee. I, yeah. I, I don't want any of that stuff. I want you to stand up. You're, you're lucky enough to be on a baseball field. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about it. Cranky's uh, just a weirdo, though. He's always been a well, weirdo, and, and I do a, enjoy watching him pitch. And that's the thing, Dave. For anybody else, like Mud referenced the Eric Shaw when it happened with Pete yeah. Rose. And as a Padre fan watching that night, boy, that really bugged me. Yeah. That bugged me because I thought our guy, I thought he was making it about him that night on, on Hall of Fame Pete's night. Yeah. And I thought that was a douche move. Yeah. Uh, Eric Shaw was always kind of a weirdo. Um, but with Granky, because he's a little bit of a weirdo, I felt like watching it, and I understand completely what you're saying. I, I get that and I respect it. Like, he struck me as a guy, like, didn't know what to do. Like, he went to the bench, and then he was kind of there at the bench for a while. And even Don and Mud were like, well, we don't really know what's going on. And then when you heard him, I thought he was great. I thought Granky after the game was great. I didn't hear it. What he said was that the whole, he's like, it never really happens, but all of us were landing in the same spot. Yeah. And he said it got really bad, and so I wanted them to fix it. And he said, I, I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there. Like, he was humble and cool. And he said, I didn't know if I should. Like, he, he really took you inside his head. And said, as the hole got worse, I didn't know if I should move up the rubber. I've done that in the past, but I hadn't done it all game. And I didn't think that was the right situation to do it. And then he said, then they came out, they fixed it. 
and it worked, and then it started to develop again, but I didn't want to call timeout again and have another five-minute break because they had just gotten a hit yeah. off me. And he said, I thought that would have looked awful. Like, he was pretty cool walking you through it. Yeah. And But I get it. I get why people would be upset by it. Um, it's just like baseball in 2020 is so different than any other time, right? Yeah, well, and the fields are manicured so well. When you see highlights of old baseball, even look at all the way back to the 90s or 80s, look how different the fields are and how much right. better they are now. But that was a crazy hole that had yeah. developed be, in front and, of the mound and, on a sunny day. And people can say whatever they want that, uh, what a baby. Guess what? He helped out the Padres, too, because that oh, guy's yeah. landing in it, too. And the last thing the Padres need is another injury, right? Right. And, and I don't know, Dave, if there's... I heard Ted and Jesse saying this on the radio. With everything going on Grand Slam-wise and the Astros and, dude, you know there's 50,000 in there, jammed in there, whatever capacity is. As Ted said, you wouldn't have been able to see a blade of grass out at Park at the Park. In that situation, maybe he still sits at the mound. But I just felt like in that situation, like it's, it, it's the games all matter. But it feels like a lot more of a casual atmosphere, if that makes sense, for games. that ma- I'm not making excuses for them, but I just uh, I kind of watch them like, gosh, this is just so weird. Look at him just like chilling out. It was like, weird. He wasn't talking. He wasn't no. saying anything. He was just kind of watching, trying to stay out of the way. But, but yeah, no, I, could, I understand that. I see why people would be upset. I didn't feel like he was trying to show anybody up, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and, and again, for the Padres, maybe their guy wouldn't say anything because it's their home field and they see those ground screw guys who take a lot of pride. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. People don't realize, but when those games are over, those guys are there for a good four hours afterwards, plus they're there a good eight hours before the game. Well, and it's young so guys, guys though, too. You had Morihone, you yeah. had Patino, right? I'm trying to think of who else. Then Quantrill pitched yesterday. I feel like you got a lot of young guys where a veteran guy like a Grinky is allowed to call that out. I don't know that you're that comfortable as a younger guy, right? Of saying, yeah, of saying, saying, who do you, who do you hey, think you're? Who you did this shit? Yeah, you don't see it very often. Here we go. I want to get to the exciting part because uh-huh. I don't, I, you got to acknowledge the week. The, the week is absolutely crazy. A week ago at this time when you and I turned the mics on, they were coming off of getting swept by the Diamondbacks three straight. Mm-hmm. Things didn't look good. Tommy Pham had the broken bone in his hand, and you're going, holy shit. What's going to happen to the Padres? What direction are they going? Well, then they go ahead, and we all know about the big story with Tatis, and the 3 count became a national story. And then they kept hitting grand slam after grand slam, five in one week. They've won seven straight games. The Rangers aren't very good, but the Astros were really hot. Yeah. And so you beat a pretty good Astro team. As we're talking right now, we have the Astro game on. They're blowing out the Angels right now in the game we're watching. That's a that's a good team, and you faced yeah. you faced a good pitcher in Granky, and you faced other guys yeah. who were doing pretty well too. The Padres are playing fantastic baseball. I mean, right. r- really, honestly, you could say they're as exciting of a team in, in all of baseball to watch right now. They're playing so well. Again, the fam injury was something that you kind of shook your head at, and you go, well, "Fuck, how's this going to affect the team?" They've won every game since fam disappeared. Yeah. Cronenworth, who, if you look at Cronenworth's numbers, I don't Crazy, know if you've right? gone yeah. and looked them up. Cronenworth was never a hitter. I mean, you look at Cronenworth in the minors, 181. Yeah. If you list him, shortstop slash pitcher. Yeah. I mean, and then you go, wait a second, this guy will probably win National League Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Then you look at Kyle Lewis in Seattle because they're going to face the Mariners this week. He's going to win the American League Rookie of the wow. Year. All of a sudden, you have a game that maybe you wouldn't have a lot of interest to watch. Kind of exciting. Machado has had a fantastic week. I mean, right. switching the lineup around and having Tatis bat in front of him. 
has, has worked out really worked well out. for Jace and for Machado. And as you mentioned, the defense that these guys are playing, uh, just just outstanding baseball. Best start or best uh, yeah best start they've had since 2004 when they opened Petco Park. But for Padre fans, they've waited a long time. You've waited a long oh, time yeah. for something like this. But anytime you win seven straight, and especially in a 60-game season, then what do they say? It's equivalent of winning 18 in a row? Well, uh, any of that, sure. But, I mean, I look at I look at Cronenworth and you go, dude, what a job by Preller and his staff. Because I think miserable Padre fan, given credit where it's due, I think he retweeted yesterday, like how they, where you guys have all this shit? It it blows me away, but I love it because I I find it fascinating. He retweeted uh, a quote that Dennis Lynn I think wrote from the Tampa Bay side when that trade went down, and it said from December, yeah, Padres were adamant, Cronenworth or no deal, and kid's gonna be rookie of the year. Yeah, and you go like, you look at that and you go. I don't know if I'm Tampa. I mean, they're great, but the kid's really special. And wait till next year when he pitches. That's crazy. Like, dude, like he's he legit can tow the rubber, and and well, you wonder if he keeps hitting the way he is, maybe he'll never pitch. Uh, it sounded like they still plan on letting wow. him throw, like that he's special as a pitcher. But I I love what you're seeing, Dave. I, I just think. We talked about it last week with Machado. And again, I don't know if other shows brought it up. Maybe they did. But to me, the thing was, what we had said was, you're your own harshest critic. And at the end of the day, you're on a team where you're making $30 million, whatever that works out to this year, it doesn't matter. And you're not the guy. The yep. guy to your left is that guy. So how do you handle that? Do you say, well... All right, I guess I'm just I am who I am, or do you find it within yourself to go? No, wait a minute, man. I I can hang with this dude. I can hang with this dude to my left, and all of a sudden, the confidence starts coming back, and you start seeing things. I'm watching that game yesterday with my kids. It's three nothing, and Don said, I think it was around the sixth. Well, now is about the time you got to fire it up. And that's when they tied the game. Yeah. And they did the little things. Uh, Tatis scoring, right? Flying. Did he come from first or second when he scores that I first didn't, I run? didn't catch. I was in the car. But I didn't have the radio on. He's, he's flying to score the run. And then Machado. And then everything else. Profar's making a contribution. And you just go, all right, here we go. And you look at the Astros team. You look at that bench. And they look deflated yeah. immediately. And that's the way the pods used to look. When it was three nothing in the third, the game over. was over, and now you're like three nothing. Oh man, how are you gonna do it? And yep. they did it again. They did it again. And look, the other for me, Dave, the other thing that I thought was great was two impressive outings back to back for Pagan, because you know it. We talk about it. It's the mental aspect. I talked about this with Mud the other day. the The mental aspect from a confidence standpoint for Pagan to have two solid saves after really struggling. Now all of a sudden, after having twenty last year, he looks like that guy. But looking at Machado, and for Machado to get Player of the Week, yeah, in a week when it was all Tatis all the time, dude, that's got to be big, man. That, oh yeah, that's, it's just it's got to be big. And I loved what Tatis said, which is. Yeah, that's who he is, Yeah, man. That's who he is. So, I don't know. And by the way, 
I got aired out by about five of my buddies that work within the Padre organization that were like, hey, I heard your stupid podcast. You understand all the guys you called out all work for the team? They're not going to call out Jace, their co-worker, you idiot. So I thought that was funny. Well, They're all like, who, who, did, who did you call out? Remember last week I called out Scan, yeah, that's Junior, right. Sweeney? Yes. They're all like, they all work for the team. I can't say anything. I'm like, ah, be a rebel. They're like, you be a rebel, asshole. <laughs> but, um, but outside of Tingler... Learning experience, Dave. He's done a pretty solid job, yes, right? Yes, he has. I don't have a lot of complaints, and he's had major injuries. You lost your two guys that you uh, thought were going to be your closers. You lost Yates, and you lost Pomerantz right now. And yeah. so he has done a pretty good job. And people always say, Jeff and I used to host Padre postgame shows, and people used to rip the fuck out of Boach all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the way he handled the bullpen. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, yeah. fuck, you think Bochy would have put the guy in the fucking game if he thought he was going to give up the lead? I mean, yeah. that's just the way it kind of goes. And so... Right now, for what he has, the, to me, the Padres are playing great. And Jeff teases me for my uh, my ranking show every week. But I had the Padres as the number two team in uh, in baseball this week, whereas I, I went to ESPN because they're always their number one thing on Monday. They do a power ranking to see what, yeah. how they're looked at nationally. Here's what I don't understand, okay? We just saw the Padres sweep the Astros. Mm-hmm. They have the Astros as the seventh best team in baseball. You see that shit all the time, right? So, we used yeah. to see it in college football. Yeah. The like yeah. college football rankings like, would be the what, same. What are you just looking at? They just lost yeah. three straight to the Padres. They have the Padres as number 10. And to me, the Padres are pl- playing better than the number 10 team in baseball. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, pods, to me, are a fascinating team because they – the, the, boy, they're still like that. That pitching staff, right? That yeah. bullpen. I mean, you got to be nails, man. But, but that offense is really exciting. I don't know. A week from tonight, we'll be sitting here. A week from tonight's the trade deadline. Yep. And Trevor Rosenthal's being talked about. Who's playing great? Yeah, stud. Clevenger's out there, right? Do you yep. feel like you need a starter at this point? Probably. I, I mean, for that, but I don't. I don't know what the asking price is on these guys. I have one guy that I would like to see them. Get. Yeah. By the way, your video is not up anywhere. The only way I could, the only thing I could find was the ten second okay, YouTube the, piece. Okay. So talk to. Uh, I'll talk to Josh. Make the sure J and uh, the JP uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to get it together because well, I started watching. The J is Jake, but yeah, I no, got gotcha. I got it, but um, I started watching, and the the one that's up tonight is the one where you're talking about they just had been swept by the Dodgers. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, get that update. We'll, uh, we'll check it. Okay, so here's the the move. Obviously, the catching situation hasn't been perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you, you make a change or you don't make a change, but since the DH looks like it's not going away, you tell me what you think. Uh, that's your water right there if you're looking for something to drink. Yeah, okay. Right. That was your that was yours, dude. Did I leave it here? Yes. You left it three feet in front of your face. <laughs> I'm looking, Jeff's sweating. You're leaking. You're, you're, leaking. you're dripping. Um, I'd like to see, you tell me if I'm crazy on this, J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez has two years left on his deal with the Red Sox. He's not off to a good start. Not a traditional J.D. Martinez start, but we saw J.D., what he's done with the Red Sox. We saw that he carried the Diamondbacks a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's 32 years old, two years left on his deal. What about adding some more offense? What's he making? $22 million a year. Two years left. $44 million for two years. What are the Red Sox going to eat of that? I don't know if what the Red Sox would eat of that. But again, right now you're looking at a team that is a playoff team. I mean, they're going in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I got it. I, Dave, I, I think right now what that team's doing is they're doing what we're all doing. 
they're they're working on the Dan Williams financial plan. And unless unless you're getting a lot of money back from Boston, I can't imagine you're putting another twenty million on the books uh, for a DH when you are trying to figure out what Tatis is going to cost you. Yeah, but Be- Tatis, you don't have to pay till after JD's gone. Oh, I I think that deals. Uh, see, I I pay attention to what AC writes. Now I know a lot of you don't, and I get that. I I get that, and maybe I'm just looking at things, and maybe I'm drawing too much into it. And again, this is based on nothing more than just my instinct. Yeah. Just kind of having watched Kev write for a long time. Kev wrote something in the newsletter that they email every day that said, Tatis is going to make hundreds of millions of dollars sooner rather than later. Yeah. It was just kind of a throwaway line. Now, I guess we can all say that. But the way I read it was like, this extension's coming pretty soon. And it's it's going to be there. That'd be awesome. At big money. And yeah. not that he's going to make $100 million a year, but I I look at it, and we hadn't really even thought about this, Dave. So 2020, you take the $23 million that you were going to pay Hosmer. What does that actually work out to this year, right? I, I don't know what the, what the breakdown was for the players' union, what they agreed to. But Machado was supposed to be thirty. Okay, you're not paying him thirty, right? All the way down, Myers for twenty. That ends up being a little different, right? Again, you you don't have the benefit of tickets and souvenir. I mean, whatever. But I think I don't think it's going to be long term. I'm not saying it's the future of this team. See Jeff Morad. I just think right now, a guy like Martinez, Clevenger. Real Muto's out there, right? Yeah. I just, I don't know that it, once they get Tatis locked in, and then I think, then I think they're, they have that flexibility where you go, okay, I paid the car off. Now I can fuck around and, and do this and this and this. But until I pay off the credit card bill, we're not going to the goddamn drive it. You know what I mean? You, like, I think you're going to pay off, that's what we talked about with Dan. You're going to pay off the things you need before you buy the things you want. And I think they want to see what that Tatis number is going to look like. I mean, if he's $10 million right now, then maybe I'd be more fascinated to know what Real Muto is going to cost you than J.D. Martinez. That's interesting. Because Philly might be ready to move him. That, and Philly's in last place right now. Philly, to me, Philadelphia is the most shocking team in the National League as far as expecting something. The Angels are the wow. shocking team in the American League. No Huge. joke. You tell me what you think. If Joe Madden wasn't in the first year of this contract and Joe Madden didn't have that reputation, Joe Madden would be fired, right? Yeah. You'd have to fire your manager. Well, Billy Epler will be out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane how bad the Angels are. And to be honest, you, you got to blame Artie because Artie yeah. won't let him go Completely. out and buy a pitcher. I blame C.J. Wilson. Ever since they paid all that money for C.J. Wilson as a pitcher and he's doing those goddamn head and shoulder commercials and he fucking can pitch for shit, they won't buy a pitcher. And, man, like, Otani yeah. can't stay healthy. Yeah. Now, he's not making huge money, but they have really struggled. Yeah. 
outside Upton of Trout. makes a shitload of money. Upton's not doing jack shit. Right. Rendon? Yeah. But Rendon's getting better. Right now, Rendon and Trout are the only guys that you go, okay, but they have nothing around them. But I look at Justin Upton, it's terrible in left field. And how many years does he have left? Fuck. Seems like a million. Nine. I mean, it, <laughs> it is insane. Pools is nothing. Right. It is such a bad fucking team. And, uh, but, but for me, Philadelphia and. Uh, <laughs> Dusty Baker's a train wreck. Um, uh, Philadelphia and uh, the Angels are, are absolutely terrible. I love how Dusty went old school with the wristbands. He has his face on the wristbands like that in the 80s. Yeah. It's like, fuck, Dusty. Bad enough you wear wristbands as a manager, but you got your own D- face on them, you asshole. We're watching the Angel-Astros game, and I just pointed to Dave to look at Dusty, who's got his mask up around his ears and his nose, with his mouth completely exposed while he can spit about nine times with the cameras on him. And he's just sitting on the top. Yeah, top like, step. Just take the mask off, Dusty. <laughs> like watching little kids, yeah, man, is it? It is. Like what? watching little kids on Halloween looking at all these guys with the mask Oh, on. my God. What a fucking loon, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's a fucking nuts. Um <laughs> it, it is absolutely absolutely crazy what's going on uh real quick one nba note I want to mention to you yeah. is um because you drive up to la all the time and you always go downtown and you check things yeah. out around staples center there's an area by figueroa street they announced today that they're going to replace it and call it kobe bryant boulevard wow where are they doing it they're doing it right by uh it's right between olympic boulevard and martin Luther king uh junior boulevard that's cool. what they're going to do it. What I, would have, what I would have liked to see them do is on the north end of Staples Center, it's Chickern Way. Yeah. And if you came to the south side, honestly, you could have named that whole stretch of Figueroa. Yeah. Right? Like you could have named a couple of blocks of Figueroa. But if you had done the south side, now I don't know how much traffic goes through there, but Chickern Way is closed off. You could have done that back street between Staples and the convention center and named that after Kobe. Yeah, you could have. You're right. You're right. But I still think it's cool. It's pretty wild, and you see everything. How much pressure is there on LeBron James to win this year? Not just win a championship normally, but because you've made everything about Kobe, too. And he was your friend. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, imagine if they lose. It's like, fuck. How do you even look at Vanessa? It, uh... (laughs) What's the matter with you? Don, Don's a plagiarist. Don's got, oh my God. Don's a liar. And uh, all these different things. It's so funny. Um, uh, what the hell were you talking about, LeBron? I, I, I dig LeBron, man. I do too. Like, I, I dig LeBron. But again, this tells you why I'm a casual NBA fan. Because for the LA teams, I'm not a Laker fan, I'm not a Clipper fan. No. But I love watching Kawhi and Paul George. And, oh, was it funny today listening to Mason in Ireland just go Killing crazy. Paul George. Killing Paul George. Killing him. Playoff P. Yeah. Did you hear, they kept calling him. Did you hear Charles Barkley? What the hell is he doing calling himself that? They don't call me Championship Chuck. <laughs> God, those guys have been great. Those guys, I mean, always, right? Yes. But, but dude, I dig LeBron. Like, I just... I don't know, man. There's some people that just really, they, uh, boy, they they have an axe to grind with him. I love watching him play, man. Yeah. I love love that he's in L.A. Love that he's a Laker. I mean, yeah, I think I think that guy is 
incredibly self-motivated to be great. But Some I, people don't like the activist thing. I like it. I like oh, the fact if you're willing to use your voice. Come on. I mean, yeah, you and I can say something and it doesn't right, mean shit. Stop. But if you have an opportunity yeah. to use your voice to try and make Lord the world Ingram. better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's who we're going to look to. Get things straightened out. Come on. Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> sitting in the back with his oil. Do it again. Hey, give me a break. How about that little freak out? How about that guy? <laughs> Just sitting there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, terrible. All right, I have a quick yeah. question for you. What is the most, I think we brought this up in the past. I'll ask it again. What's the most you've ever spent on a, on a piece of sports memorabilia for yourself? That's a great question. You know what? I haven't spent a lot. If I here's the deal: if I wasn't married, I would spend a lot more. Like there are things. Yeah. You know what I want? I want the autographed Michael Jordan jersey that you guys. I know it, yeah. have it That's what I want. I'd love to have an autographed Michael Jordan jersey. Hey, can I tell you one thing too? Just along yep. those lines, if anybody is looking at Michael Jordan things, um, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of my association. Upper Deck has been so great to me, and I just. Couldn't be more proud to be there. I'm very happy that we have two new listeners, James and Nick. They are love this show for some reason, and they are huge parts of anything we've been able to accomplish at Upper Deck during my time there. Please be careful, Dave, for anybody. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Wayne Gretzky, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, Ben Simmons. We couldn't be more thrilled with the athletes that we have on our roster when we have something signed by those athletes there is a guy uh that's very close friend of mine that for 20 years has gone to every signing for the guys i've just talked about i see him about once a month because he's on the road with tiger with jordan lebron gretzky connor serena he watches every item be signed he then signs an affidavit uh, with the athlete, we keep all of that. Holograms are placed on the jersey that you mentioned, Dave, and the COA. We have records of everything that's been signed. If you, um, California's closed down right now. We're all in a shelter in place. But please be careful. Do your due diligence, right? If you're buying from an auction house or somebody's stand, you're good. Those yep. guys are dynamite. They have reputations to maintain. But I've seen so many people that just go and buy things on the secondary market and don't do their due diligence because they get excited. Uh, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, baseballs, Joe DiMaggio. Man, Upper Deck has been the industry leader for 30 years right here in Carlsbad. Please, just drop an email, make a phone call, do something before you buy that money because nobody in our building wants to see any of you get burned. We're happy to help you. We'll tell you everything we can to make sure that that item you're buying um because they're 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 a pretty penny but you want to know that the item you're getting you're hanging on your wall is legit like i said we have a guy there at every signing that watches every item so i rarely talk about those guys but i just uh if you're laying out that kind of money and getting a, an authentic piece let's make sure it's authentic but Absolutely. go ahead you were saying a michael jordan no piece. no that's what that's what i'd want that's what i want so yesterday I'm trying to think of what day this was. Saturday, I'm on Twitter. Ed Graney, I think, was the one where I saw it first. And I'm fascinated because I've talked about this in the past. 
with San Diego State, I talked about this last year with the Aztecs, that I love teams that honor their season ticket holders. The season ticket holders, in a lot of ways, are the backbone of the organization. And a lot of teams really do it well. And a lot of teams don't do shit. And I've talked to a lot of you about what you get for the Chargers. Like when you're a Chargers season ticket holder, what did they do? And they got a rally towel. Refrigerator magnet. Right. Lock of Dean's hair. <laughs> what color was it? Uh, kind of a reddish brown. Thompson's water seal. Kind of like that color. <laughs> so I'm looking at Twitter on Saturday. And I see this fucking tweet for what the Raiders have done in Las Vegas. Yeah. And this guy has a white plastic bag that it looks like he got at the Gap. He opens it up and there's a black box that's embossed, stamped with the state of Nevada with the Raiders uh, 2020 first season. He opens up the box and here is a replica of the Raiders stadium. As soon as he opens it, you start to hear the autumn wind. Yep. The guy reaches in, flicks a switch, and the entire stadium lights up. It's playing the autumn wind, and as you look at the base that's underneath the stadium, it's all printed the words that Steve Sable wrote, the autumn wind is a pirate. And you're looking at this whole thing. Then I'm looking as they go through, and they sent a patch, which is... I don't know. What, what do you do with the patch? Nothing. Harley Davidson sent me like four years worth of patches. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have my jean jacket that I had in seventh <laughs> grade, but I still loved them. But they send a patch. And then the other thing that the Raiders did is every ticket for the home game this year, the 10 home games, they were all individually painted art pieces. And this guy's going through and it's showing you broken down all the different artists. And the guy, I don't know if he was a Raider fan or not, he clearly skipped over that like week four was done by Todd Marinovich. Wow. So you, me, and Costa are kind of looking at that thing as Raider fans. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. But I'm looking at guys that wanted like a 1000 bucks for it, all these different things. So I find this guy. I'm I'm just kind of paying attention. This dude goes, uh, hey, the one I have has two slight creases on the front by the patch. I'm like, all right. And he said, the Raiders sent me a deal with six rings, six rings in a display case. So he goes, I'll put that in there. And he said, for right now, I'm going to hang on to all the tickets. But at the end of the year, I'm assuming nobody's going to play. I'm going to send you all the tickets, too. Cool. Uh, kind of like anything, Dave, you and I used to be more on eBay. I haven't been on eBay in a long time. But the guy had like 3,000 positive reviews. I freaking bought it. Yeah. I bought it. Way too much. I didn't go 900 or 1,000. Then it's but, not way too much. Right. But the, so the guy was great. Emailing me all day. FedExed it down to me so I should have it in a couple of days. And I go... I, I go, you're the only guy. Like I go, I have 12-year-old boys that are fascinated by championship rings. He goes, Jeff, I haven't even looked in. I know it's a display case for six rings, and everything is sealed up tight in bubble wrap. He goes, I yeah. didn't want to undo it. But he said, I, he goes, you got me thinking about it. 
And he said, the package came to me. He goes, I'm a season ticket holder. The package came to me from Las Vegas. And he goes, I just assumed it was from the Raiders season tickets because it looked like the same box. I called them and they go, I don't know what that is. Wow. So he goes, it came from Vegas. He goes, now I'm terrified to open it because it's probably six actual rings and then I'm going to hate myself. Well, they're not. I mean, give yourself a break. But um, but I, am I crazy for buying that thing? No, you're a big Raider fan. I love it. Yeah. And my sons couldn't be more excited. Yeah, that's cool. Because we're going to put it in their room. Good. But, yeah, and now they're in on the Raiders, too. Good. But That's the way they should be. My buddy Rob Henney is a Rams season ticket holder. Now, they not that the Rams have a theme song. But the Rams have to be looking at that going, holy shit, is yeah, that cool? Good. Let's raise the bar. How did we whiff on yeah. what the the Raiders were the talk of, I would think, marketing departments everywhere, right? Oh, it had to be. It was you, really cool. Everybody was talking about it. Like, you didn't have to talk, be a Raider fan to, to see how cool that was. Now, we'll see what it looks like when yeah. it gets here. I'll bring it in when I yeah. get it. I should have it by next Monday. We'll bring the rings in, too. They'll probably be like those foil little rings you got right on like uh they make them really good now honestly i remember but, a few years ago they the dodgers gave uh, away a 1963 world series ring to anyone that went to a certain game it was a yankee dodger game yeah and someone gave it to me because they said hey i know you're a dodger fan and it looks fucking like the real deal i mean it's pretty cool but i i have a question along those lines too like they're it's all going to my sons yeah like i'm a raider fan but they um like Madden football comes out on Friday. They're all excited to play as the Raiders and play in the new stadium, yeah. the whole thing. I'll tell you this. My son yesterday, we're goofing around playing Madden 16. He had it because the Chargers are still at Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah. Dave, he created the coolest Chargers jersey I've ever seen. He went with the AFL helmet, the white. He went with the powder blue jersey. Okay. But he went with the navy pants. So it was like white helmet, powder blue, navy. And I go, dude. He's like, I was just goofing around. I go, I think you might have sold about <laughs> No, nah, I mean, nobody's buying other than Costa. Nobody's buying game pants. But if you're playing Madden, when's the last time you cared about Madden? I love Madden. I stink at it, though. I used to be good at it, and then I can't beat yeah. my kid. He just it, it, my, my son can destroy me, so it's no fun when he has 21 points in the first three minutes of the game. Yeah. My move was always play action fake to Gates. Right. And then fucking he was on to me. All we, of a sudden, it looks like he's Luke Keekley. They're covering it every fucking time. I, I was laughing because I remember an interview you and I did with one of the Madden guys. And I feel like this may have gone back to like free FM. And one of it may have been Madden or a different game. It doesn't matter. One of the games gave you the opportunity. I was laughing about this with my son last night. Because I said, I remember doing the interview... And on the back of the case, it promoted the fact that at the end of the year, if your team won the Super Bowl, they had done a promotion with Justin's, and you could get yourself a Super Bowl ring. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you and I talked, and we thought that was the coolest thing. And I said to my son last night, okay, now hang on. 
let's say we're that guy. We've gone through and we've won it. Oh, my God, here comes the code. You ordered the Super Bowl ring from Madden. That's got to be 500 bucks, okay? <laughs> 500 bucks. I said to my son, I go, where the fuck do you wear it? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, I go Cade, you think I'm going to go to a bar and wear that ring and he's dying? He goes, what are you going to do with it? I go, exactly. That's why you never saw that stupid promotion again. Because 25 guys bought it and strolled around like the guys at the concourse at, at the WWE with their intercontinental belt. And you're like, you're not Macho Man Savage. Costa would wear it as a cock ring, trying to impress Meg. Well, he better get his size, too. Because <laughs> that thing will slide right off and be in the urinal at that little wine shop he oh, likes on fuck. Prospect. Meg, I lost it. <laughs> Can I have another one? No. Please. My favorite said my name on it. Go fish it out. <laughs> uh, Meg stinks. Salty. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad you got it though. Hell, you wanted it, you bought it. I know. I would I say don't... once in a while you gotta buy something to say, you know what, fuck, I just want it. So I'm just gonna buy the damn thing. I just think it'll be uh put it like I can't put it on my desk at work because I got Niners fans and Charger fans That's and That's why you else. do put it on your desk. They'll walk like, over fuck you. They'll look like the guys in office space with that printer and they'll just take a baseball bat to it at the end every time I fire up the autumn wind. Oh my gosh. But if nothing else, I sell it, right? Yeah. Like my Scotty Daniels jersey. Oh, my gosh. Unlike dude. my Madden Super Bowl ring that, yeah, God, my son and I must have laughed for like an that hour. That is funny as shit. I'm like, do you think your mom would have gone out with me if I just showed up? He's like, no. He's like, I'm not sure why she went out with you now. You didn't even have any rings. I go, piece of jewelry. Oh, my gosh. Dude, speaking of, I know you said Office Space. I was watching a rerun of The Office yesterday. Yeah. Do you remember the, the episode where the guy that comes over from Connecticut and he is one of the black guys and he has a, an arrest record? So yeah. Michael's trying to make him feel comfortable. Yeah. And he goes, I just want to point out, we all know he's been in prison, but I, you go ahead and name a white guy and I can name a better black guy. A better black guy. He's telling the, the, the office to basically right. make everyone at ease. Right. And someone goes, Jesus Christ. He just looks over, Apollo Creed. And then, <laughs> and then the court's camera goes right to Stanley. What the fuck? Dude, when he dropped the, the follow green, I was thinking of you right away, baby. All right, one thing before you get into it, because otherwise I'll forget. I mentioned Mike lost his cock ring in the urinal. <laughs> this is, I've, I've said this. I said this to Cliff Albert, and Cliff Albert freaked out and then told me later he loved it because he thought about it for the rest of the day. He hated it, and then he came back the next day and goes, you know, I got to tell you, I thought about that for a long time, and I really enjoyed it. And he goes, I brought it up to a lot of people. We all have been to the mall, been anywhere, right? Target. Think of anywhere where you have to use a public restroom, okay? We all do the same thing if you bring your sunglasses in. They're usually either right in the collar of your shirt yeah. or maybe on your head, on your hat, whatever. Yeah. 
your nice new pair of Ray-Bans, just your nice pair of Ray-Bans, Oakley's, whatever you have, slide off and they go right into that oh, urinal. Fuck. I told my one with Cliff was like it goes into a, a public toilet. What is the level? What's the price number for oh, you, Dave, Jesus. on the Ray-Bans where you go, yeah, I'm going to fish those out. I'm going to soak them in a gallon of peroxide for three days, and I'm going to hope that they're fine. Or do you just walk away? Dude, you walk away. $200. You walk away. No I, doubt? Dude, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put my hand in the That's why I said. Girl. Cliff freaked out. And then he told me, he goes, yeah. God, he goes, that freaked me out. He okay, goes, well, let me throw this at. What if it's your phone? Well, your phone's thrashed. Okay, but he, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. You don't know if it's thrashed or not right away, but you don't want to leave your fucking phone in there, right? Do you have a code to get in your phone? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, otherwise I'd be worried someone to get all the numbers I have. I mean, you and I have a lot of famous people on our phone. Yeah. I wouldn't want someone to have my phone. Right. Um, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. But their glasses, fuck it, and walk it away. Gone. Dude, I'm too big of a germ freak. Dude, there's no way I'm putting my hand right. in the toilet. If it was my home toilet, I don't. The only reason I'd get it out of my home toilet is because I couldn't use the toilet ever again. Yeah. It'd, it'd ruin the plumbing. Right. Fuck, that's a nightmare. Thank God I've never dropped anything in the toilet, dude. Never no. have. You always hear people say they drop shit in the toilet all the time. Fuck that. God, I wish you never brought this up. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Cliff was like, that's awful. And he told me the next day, he's like, God, I thought about it. It was funny. It was great. He's like, ah. Oh. I go, I'm just wondering, like, at what pair, right? Yeah. Because, damn, dude, for a long time, just because I lost them so much, I would just go with, just, you know, go to the local surf shop and get the $25 pair of glasses. Yeah. And it was no big deal. If they were gone, they were gone. But then all of a sudden, you get to a certain point, you're like, dude, I can't do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. No wonder I got a fucking migraine all the time. <laughs> I do. I spend money on glasses, but I hold right. on to them for years. Yeah. And and if something happens, you get really upset. Yep. So that's what made me think. Dude, okay, let's say you went to, you go to. The Forum. Okay, oh my God. You're let's at a say, Chili Peppers concert. You say you're at the Chili Peppers concert. You drop your glasses in there. And even if you get it out, you know fucking you got disgusting glasses still on you until you get home. Till you start right. fucking cleaning. I mean, wherever that is in your pocket, wherever the fuck it is, you aren't putting them in your pocket. No. You're going to put them back on your fucking shirt? No, what like are you doing punch? with them? Try to wrap them in a napkin? <laughs> scratch the lens? Ask Jim Betancourt what he would do. You know that fucking guy's walking around like Ponch and shit, putting his glasses on his uniform all the time. Right? He, he's law enforcement, though. You know that. He's got... You know what Jim would do? He'd uh, he'd go right in the back parking lot of uh, the Forum. Yeah. And you know in his trunk he's got about nine flares. <laughs> 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 he just lasers that shit off. Jim's the kind of guy who would know it where it wouldn't even impact it. They'd look brand new when they came out. Yeah, that's true. He just holds them up. Uh, <laughs> fires up flare number two. <laughs> Takes care of it. All right, let me, let me just go through this real quick. Yeah. I'm going to ask you these guys because we'll talk about them in a minute. What does Curry do? Oh, Curry's walking away. He's walking. Yeah. Dan Williams? I'm trying to think. Dan's a financial guy. I think Dan picks him up. What's Taylor do? Oh, he's walking away. No! <laughs> Taylor's, Taylor's in. Away. He's like, dude, I do a chlorine all the time. Probably probably right. He's chlorine in his fucking truck. He's like, we'll just throw this thing in the back no end. No shit. I don't yeah. know. There's no way Dan's walking away. Fluger? Fuck. Fluger's picking him up. 
No. Dude, that fucking guy sleeps in every campground across the United States. That's true. He's dirty as fuck. That's true. He he shadow boxes with rattlesnakes. I don't even want to know what his fingernails look like. Uh, Jesus. Can't imagine. (laughs) Speaking of Dan Williams, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you right now, if you pay attention to what's gone on the last six months, pay attention to every one of these sponsors, because Mm -hmm. you can eat every fucking one of them. Yep. The best thing we could do for you right now is for you to listen to the sponsors that we have to help you out. Look, Dan Williams is a guy that can help you be debt-free. Everybody would like to be out of the rental market, buy your own home. Dan can help you do all these things right here. He can help you be debt-free, also help you become a homeowner for the first time. Get out of the rental market. Call Dan Williams. It is worth the phone call financially to figure out what's going on in your life. He can make it that much better. Jeff and I call him all the time. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Yeah, I'm going to have to call Dan because what showed up in my mail today... But a flyer that said, hey, your neighbor's house recently sold for $420,000. I said, isn't that a son of a bitch? I go, I'm going to take this thing and mail it right down to my divorce attorney and be like, hey. hey." (laughs) When they start talking about buying me out, make sure this is the number they're using. And then when that check comes in, you got to call Dan to make sure it works well. Let me just say one thing on behalf of Dan. Having a good financial plan in place allows you to do some things. Dave, we just talked about it with the Padres as far as things you need and things you want. There were two things this year that I had set out where I said, man, I desperately need them. And uh, one was I needed a new computer. I needed a computer, and we've been working from home since March. Any of you that have been doing that understand, especially if you've been working off a laptop, man, it can wear you out. By Dan's plan and having my finances in order, being able to manage my credit cards, being able to take care of my credit, I was able to get a computer about two months ago. It's the best decision I made in my life, honestly, from a work standpoint. Yeah. It has just changed every day, and it has been great. But the other thing that I did was, again, and I talked about this on the show, uh was finally making the decision when I moved out, I had left the bed that you and I, um, you got a bed, I got a bed when we did commercials for Sleep Train. Beautiful bed, but I left that with my ex-wife. So I had gotten a cheap bed and it was manageable. And after a couple years of that, I was like, fuck that. And I went out, same thing. Things you need, things you want. I absolutely needed a new bed, and everything's delayed in shipping because of COVID, the whole deal. Goddamn, Dave, if on Friday, what shows up out front but the big truck, they take out the beat-up old bed, they take out the old frame. These two dudes, man, it's 96 degrees out. They come up, set up the bed, the adjustable base, the whole thing, and it was fantastic. And it's like I was telling a friend of mine tonight, I go, it's 7 o'clock at night. The fan's on. This bed's insane. I could fall asleep right now. And I thank Dan for doing that because if it wasn't working for him, we always talk about homes and, and everything else. But by having that finance plan in place, managing your money, borrow smart, repay smart, it allowed me to be financially able to buy a computer for work that I use every day. But buying a new bed is the absolute greatest, and uh, and I appreciate Dan's help and his support 
kind of absolutely reminding me this is how you pay your bills so that at the end of the month you can afford the computer and you can afford the new bed just absolutely fantastic life changing and i thank him for his help other person you need to talk to next is brian curry brian curry help you find that perfect home right now the real estate market is fantastic wow. if you're a buyer or a seller i mean this is one of the rare times where you win both ways. If you're selling your yep. home, you're doing fantastic. If you're buying your home, right now the real estate market is moving 40% better than wow. it did a year ago at this time. Brian Curry is the guy to find the perfect neighborhood for you. Again, Brian Curry is the guy we recommend. He's the best at it, more than 20 years in the business. 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, as much as I would like to take that money that's coming from the sale of the condo and invest it in a smoke shop for my kids, uh, the smarter plan is, as a parent, buy real estate, man. Buy real estate. Uh, one of our great friends, uh, Art. Uh, Art. It's Art DePinto. What the f- What was he on uh, Kixie? Art. Uh, not Art Gold. No, I don't know. But Art Michaels. Art Michaels. God Fuck. damn. I drove a blank, too. Same time. Art Michaels is such a good dude. And he wrote the coolest post talking about real estate. He said, you know, I'm sitting here reflecting... And I'm thinking about about 10 years ago, I was going through a divorce. He said it was a miserable time in my life. And he said, I, I put together all the money I had and bought a condo so I could live close to my daughter who was living with my ex-wife. He said, well, 10 years later, that same property is over $200,000 in equity. Life's not too bad. Good. Buy real estate. And you go, yeah, man. It ain't it ain't going backwards. Sorry, it ain't yeah. and and be in it for the long haul, but but do it for your kids. I mean that's what I'm looking at. Buy a condo and and so that my kids always have something and the equity will go up and the whole thing. Dave, there's so much to figure out in the real estate market, and that's why a guy like Brian Curry is so important because he knows everything that we don't. That's why he's the best. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Taylor May Pools, guess what? You are sweating like crazy the last Holy two weeks. Holy shit. This humidity has been ridiculous. It has been so hot that every time you leave the house, people have been telling me, man, I'm wearing dry fit shirts and I'm right? still sweating through them. This is insane. <laughs> Taylor May Pools, guess what? That perfect pool for you is just around the corner. All you have to do is call our guy, Alan Taylor, at 619 449 Four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. I've said it to three people, and I'll say it to everybody in the audience. What happens when you go to Instagram and you hit that little magnifying glass to hit search? Is it me, or do 95 chicks in bikinis Dude, come up kidding. every time? They do. You're like, something happened. I got Mark Sweeney's account. Dude, it's all you got to do is click on every one of them, and you'll see, like by Sweeney, God bless him. He, he is there encouraging people to be their best. Um, and all these girls have a bikini and nowhere to go. Yes. That's why you need a tailor-made pool in your backyard. A, the pool is going to look great. And then B, just send them a message. And all you have to do is send a, a picture of that and an ice cold Molson. <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll sound like a whole... Group of, I don't know, name the wild animal at your door, just scratching, looking to come in. They'll all be there. They'll be like, are you the guy hosting the party? You're damn right. Come on in. Who's that? (laughs) That's my sister and my nine cousins. That's great. 
Lovely to see you, but you can't do it if you don't have that tailor-made pool. Absolutely. Alan Taylor's your guy. Kyle Fluker's your guy for that perfect website. He just did another one for me, uh, jp25.media. Fantastic job. Kyle is working his rear end off, and I guess what? He's helping a lot of people right now start up brand new businesses. If you have a business right now that is struggling, guess what? It's the website that's probably struggling. 619 Can't say it enough, man. Boy, there is just way too much competition out there. You can't afford to not have a website that is turnkey easy. And if you figured that your customers can just go and figure it out and that they will figure it out, you're wrong and you're costing yourself money. You have to strive to be the best. Look at it. What I would say is ask your friends, your neighbors, ask your mom and dad, hey, can you navigate my website or what has what gives you issues? Yeah. Write those notes down. Call Kyle Fluger and look at the difference that you're going to notice on your bottom line. Believe me, it's proven it's going to help, and you'll love it. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August 24th. We're going to start off with Cal Ripken Jr. Today? Today. Damn, dude. My, uh, my brother and I are three weeks apart to the day, which is funny. I think I'll be on here on that Monday night. Like uh, on the 14th. Yeah. Why not? My kids will be back in school, so we'll go out this Sunday. I think his tonight are going to crush mine. I have Dan Cortez. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to lose. Cal Ripken. Got to think about this. I'm going to say he's uh, 61. 60 years old. 60. Okay. Um, $150 million. I thought it would be more to it. It says $75 million. All right. All right, Vince McMahon, you said it earlier. Damn, dude. Is he 72? 75. 75. Uh, boy, he got kind of rocked with the XFL times two. I'm going to say 800 million. 1.8 billion. Holy cow, dude. How about that shit? Holy cow. All right, Dave Chappelle. Damn. I bet I won't come in in three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle today. 48. 47. I'm always like so close. Win both showcases. You ever been somewhere and say Dave Chappelle's overrated? You want to see the reaction in the room? People want to kill you. If, you, if anyone ever drops Dave Chappelle's overrated, he's one of those guys that everybody has to agree that he's funny as hell, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like it's just such a weird thing to say. Who would ever say that? Just to get a reaction. <laughs> just watch people lose their shit. That's how you do it. So he's 47 years old. So go ahead. How much? Uh, two twenty, dude. It only says fifty million dollars. Oh no way! It says fifty million dollars no for Dave Chappelle. He got more than that from Netflix. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. It's, that's what I got. That's all I can tell you. Fifty million. It says. Yeah. No, he's hiding out in Ohio. All right, Reggie Miller, last one of the night. Reggie Miller. Say fifty. Fifty-five. Is that right? Yep. Shit. Uh, forty million. Ninety million dollars. No kidding. Yeah, ni- ninety million for Reggie. All right, here we go. So we changed the game a little bit. Jeff doesn't know the question I'm going to ask. It's five questions to Jeff. Okay. You just got to answer them. Okay. Okay. As a twenty-one-year-old, uh-huh. which future would you rather have? Oh, I like this. Okay. Luka Doncic or Fernando Tatis Jr. Wow. Luka Doncic or Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, 
by Luca is Luca is just insane, dude. The he's game's insane. in slow motion. But the thing is, for me, Dave, not only because Tatis is San Diego, man, I I just feel like I I watched the Jeff Passan thing. They played it yesterday on Baseball Tonight, and I just think, and and how much of it goes to Tatis Jr. and how much goes to his parents and his family, the whole thing. Man, I, I love the fact that that kid is as good as he is, but is having fun every day doing it. And I love Luca, but Luca's so intense. Like, I'm not sure he's having any fun. He's so good. Um, I'll take Tatis. That's, I don't think you can lose. I don't think you can oh, lose in that one. All right, which Philadelphia star would you rather be? Okay. Remember, Philadelphia's tough. Joel, I'm aware of it. Joel Embiid or Bryce Harper? Oh, I think I'd take Harper. <laughs> I think I'd take Harper. It feels like they've been pretty rough on Embiid. I think they've been rough kind of on both, but I think Embiid's about to get traded. They have to trade one right? of those guys. They're going to either trade Simmons or Embiid. I think Embiid's the one that's going to get Simmons, traded. Dude, uh, it's funny. The Wolves have the number one pick in like a year like the Anthony Bennett year, right? Yeah. Where, I mean, they, they've got a point guard, so it's like the two guys that come out. And the team's for sale. Yeah, which is interesting. They're not sure that's going to happen. But um, the funny thing is hearing that the GM is just going to call every team and be like, hey, I'll give you the number one pick straight up for Ben Simmons. And then the Sixers will be like, well, no. But what else do you have? (laughs) But the Wolves have 17 and 33, too, which uh, actually have a lot of value, these three picks. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Wolves do. Do they make a move for Ben Simmons? Do they make a move for another player um, to see where they go and get? I mean, I know they'd love to have Devin Booker, but I don't think Devin Booker is going anywhere. It'll be tough. All right, question number three. The Nets are rumored to be interested in Spurs head coach Greg Popovich. Mm. If you're Greg Popovich, do you leave the Spurs for Brooklyn? No. I'm with you, right? You're, You're an old man. You, you haven't made in San Antonio. Everyone's yeah. going to treat like a king. The media is right. not going to kill you. Right. And I understand they have KD and they have Kyrie and they have other young stars on that team. But yeah, I think you stay in San Antonio. Yeah. I, I mean, what he's built there. Tyron Lue probably gets that job, by the way. It's what they're saying. For Brooklyn? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, what he's built there is pretty amazing. And I laugh with my kids because I remember, honestly – the day that Bob Hill, I think we talked about this about a month ago, the day that Popovich fired uh, Bob Hill, right? Dude, yeah. it looks like Bob Baffert. Yeah. Yep. Fired him and named himself GM. And I remember thinking, okay. Yeah, good luck for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, yeah. He I'll see you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Oh, wow. Oh, man. It's very funny. I did my one fantasy Already? football. I did one the other night okay. on ESPN for free. And uh, I guess you might as well do them now. I used to always say hold out in case of injuries, but you pretty much should do them now. They're not no preseason yeah. games, so you might as well go for it. It was funny looking at it. I didn't get the chance to get either one. Oh, man. Dude, right? Those guys... I mean, same thing. No wrong answer. I'm going to, oh, it's like I just keep leaning. I'm going to take Lamar. 
Really? I would go Mahomes. I, I think know, Lamar I would, is more likely to get hurt because he runs so much, but I, I guess I, I'd I, go Mahomes. I was Mahomes, 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 like three different times I was leaning there. Yeah. Like that, Mahomes to me is what I just mentioned about Tatis, where you go, I just, I love dudes that are that good and are having fun. He just, I've never been a Kansas City Chiefs yeah. fan. I especially wasn't a Chiefs fan for the last couple of years. But God damn, how can you not be a Patrick Mahomes yeah. fan? Right? Yeah, I'm a fan of Elect- both guys. I no, mean, they're both incredible. Yeah. Lamar Lamar is just he's so special. He's yeah. so special. But I was just saying, like, the Ravens, it's easy. I don't have a team in the in the AFC North. So it's easy for me to cheer for Lamar. But uh but for Mahomes, where you go, it's in the West, it's against the Raiders, right? You watch the Chargers, you've always been against the Chiefs. Um, that's what my point being, Dave, is that anybody who lives here, you still have to watch yeah. that guy. It reminds me of Favre a little bit, where you loved Favre until he was playing your team. Yeah. Because you felt like if your team was up by 15 with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you're like, this loss is really going <laughs> to suck. And he would find a way to win the game. And the loss would suck. I love that the Ravens voted Earl Thomas off the team, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird story, yeah, huh? It's kind of, kind of cool. That is like, fuck it, man. Your shit's not going to fly. No. Nope. You, you aren't showing up to meetings. You're late. You're fighting teammates. Yeah. Off you, you go. You fucking got in trouble last year at the law for guns yeah. and orgies and everything else. Dude, that's, fuck off. That's weird how yeah. that. I mean, that was a that was a yeah. a pretty special player. Yep. Yeah. Bad. All right, here we go. Last question. Would you rather have Tony Gwynn's past or Fernando Tatis Jr.'s future? I'll take Fernando's future. Holy shit, dude. That's a big gamble. Yeah, I'll take Fernando. Well, I know how Tony's story ended. Yeah, but he ended up in the Hall of Fame. I got it. Okay. Wow, I'd still go Tony Gwynn. I remember Sandy Koufax said he'd rather have Dwight Gooden's future than his past. Really? Did not age well. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, look. Love Tony. I, I think Tatis, it's just it's just crazy, man. It, it's so insane at that age to do so many things well. And I love what Paston pointed out yesterday on Baseball Tonight, the dedication that he's made to improve the defense. Oh, and it has, dramatically. Yeah, at this age. Yeah. And, and he's staying healthy. All the two, the two things I was worried about heading into this year, he, he's done them both. It's the one final thing. Uh, my son and I were at dinner last night. And I told you we were laughing about the stupid Madden championship ring. But I was saying that we had had a lot of fun. We had put those guys and Dave and Steve Woods and myself, Costa. I'd put us all in MLB The Show. And we won the World Series. Yeah. And it was great. And I had said... To Cade, I go, you know what? For about two minutes, I was thinking, hey, you know, it'll be really fun for my kids is I'm going to get them pinstripe jerseys, the home ones, yeah, with their name on it, and I'll put the, the number that I put them in MLB The Show. That'll be cool. And then I thought to myself, well, why the hell would I do that? Why wouldn't <laughs> I just get them Tatis Jr. jerseys? And Cade goes... You know, Dad, it's funny. When you first said it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then you said about Tatis, and I was like, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. There's like, a huge waiting list for those. Is that amazing? Is that? It's yeah. great. It's the number one jersey in baseball. Now which, now, which one of the three? I don't know which one of the three. I'm guessing the home. The home's got to yeah. be. 
But I think that alternate road jersey is selling a shitload. Oh, yeah. And I tease that buddy of mine within the organization all the time. I'm like, you told me we were going to hate it. Yeah. He goes, man, I don't know. He goes, I thought when we first looked at it, he goes, now, again, it was two-dimensional. I'm not making excuses. He goes, I, I wasn't sure at all. But he goes, no, my buddy's like, dude, I'll admit I was wrong. And he goes, but the home jerseys, we always like the home ones. Yeah. I like the home and I like the brown one. Yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of the gray with this is San Diego on it. I mean, they're they're all fine, but I, I like yeah. the home one a lot. It's um, I, I tell you what, I don't understand. I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I mean, I'm a guy that, that loves baseball. Has said he yeah, watched a ton of baseball, and I, I some of these stats that is really the way that you judge players. When Jeff and I were growing up, you judge players by average home runs and RBI. Yeah, and now the RBI stat doesn't mean shit. Everybody right. says. And when I watch baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. is the best player in baseball. I cannot understand how the computer, and trust me, I'm a Mookie Betts fan. I can't understand how the computer is telling me that Mookie Betts is the best player in baseball this year. Dude, Mookie's amazing. He's he's been outstanding. I can't can't figure it out. But but again, when I'm watching Tatis Jr., if you vote for MVP, he's your MVP. Yeah. Like, again, I I don't understand what the fuck we're looking at, but But, whatever. But it's a little bit, Dave, like you would have – you would hear people that would talk about where you wanted to go downtown for a steak, right? Yeah. And you would hear these people talk about Donovan's or Fleming's or Lou and Mickey's, Ruth's Chris, Yeah. right? And you go, dude, anywhere you go, that's an insane steak. Like if somebody throws in Applebee's, then you're like, okay, get the fuck out of it, right? <laughs> But, I mean, any of the play, you know what I'm saying, Dave? If yeah, I go I to you, I go, hey, guess what? I really enjoyed your power rankings, especially the one that kept showing up from nine weeks ago. So I'm going to get you a $500 gift card. Now, you tell me, Dave, do you want to go to Fleming's? you want to go to Donovan's? you want to go to Lou and Mickey's? you want to go to Ruth's Chris? Your, your attitude's like, dude, I'll take any one of those guys. It's if somebody comes to you right now and goes, "Hey Dave, uh, you want trout? You want Mookie, right? You yeah. want Tatis?" And I'm just saying for this year. Yeah, you're right, saying you can't lose right now, 2020, not just like long term or anything else. You're like, "Fuck, dude, give me any of them. That shit'll make you crazy. Just be lucky that we're we're." At an age where we can watch all these guys play and we can appreciate them as well. Absolutely. All right, we're back Wednesday night. This was a long show. You guys got a lot tonight. So uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Padres will be in Seattle. We'll talk about what's going on with them as well. And, of course, uh, Hard Knocks uh, Episode 3 will air on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Mm -hmm.